Hi, this is Father Simon Lobo, and you are listening to the St. Benedict Parish Homily Podcast. Good morning. Whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. It is these words with in mind, brothers and sisters, that we strive to live our lives. It is also with these words in mind that a mother turns to her six-year-old daughter as they settle at the dining room table with their most welcomed dinner guests and says, Honey, why don't you say grace for us? I wouldn't know what to say, says the little girl. Well, just say something that you've heard me say, says her mother. (laughs) The little girl bows her head and says, Dear Lord, why on earth did I invite all these people for dinner? (laughs) Perhaps not the words that her mother was looking for. As we celebrate this weekend the Feast of the Holy Family, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph as a family unit, in our second reading today from Colossians, we hear the qualities that we all desire in our own family unit. Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, forgiving each other, and above all, clothe yourselves with love and be thankful. Love is our foundation, love for one another, and love for God. St. Paul makes particular mention of forgiveness in verse 13 when he writes, Bear with one another, forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other, for the Lord has forgiven you. Speaking from experience in my own family, it's usually the inability or rather the unwillingness of family members to forgive that can be a source of conflict. Family differences are magnified, particularly at this time of year, as we come to celebrate Christmas. Now, it's not likely that you'd be familiar with a guy by the name of Arthur Kelly. He was born in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan in 1912 and passed away in 2010 at the age of 97. Arthur Kelly was a devout Christian. His philanthropy to various Christian organizations was well known, and he was married to his wife Lois for 75 years. In 1968, he wrote a book called I Wish I Had Said That, my favorite ad-libs of all time. And in 2006, at 93, he wrote a book, How to Make the Rest of Your Life the Best of Your Life. Now, you may not be familiar with Arthur Kelly, but if I said the name Art Linkletter, you would probably know who I was talking about. His career spanned 70 years, working in radio, writing books. He was a TV producer, a director, and an actor. In the 1950s, he was one of the first investors of the hula hoop. And one of his many accomplishments was a show called K-1000. 
kids say the darndest things. It was funny, mostly because it was honest, just as our little girl at the dining room table. Neither Art nor the audience knew exactly what the kids were going to say. And we've all heard kids say funny things. From the mouth of a young boy who, when he grew up, he said that he was not going to be Catholic because he was only allowed one wife. <laughs> he called it monotony. <laughs> or monogamy, whichever one you prefer. Or a little girl who sat in church and recognized the tune as they began to sing, Holy, Holy, Holy. And she says, Mom, that is my favorite song. Why, she says, her mother. She says, because it's about my favorite food. Her mother was totally confused and asked her to clarify. And she rolls her eyes and says, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Lasagna in the highest. <laughs> Which is why I think I get so hungry during the Eucharistic prayer. I think of lasagna. From Colossians in our second reading, we are to use the words and deeds to give God thanks through his son, Jesus Christ. And whether these words or deeds are from a young boy or girl, or from somebody as old as Art Linkletter, one of the inevitable realities in our families today is that there are more who find themselves outside the church than inside the church. Most of the time, this is a personal, conscious decision, but it is not always on their part. Regardless of the reason, it is reality. But how do we manage with this reality? Is there anything that we can do to help them discover or rediscover their faith? And the answer is yes, of course. First thing we must do is realize that everyone is different. For as many people who no longer attend Mass, there are answers that we can find as, why they, as to why they stop coming. First, we must find out where they are. Why have they left the Church? Perhaps they were hurt by the Church. We have heard it from many who have fallen away, and the cause of the pain varies. Perhaps they find the Church teaching too restrictive or maybe antiquated. Perhaps they find that they just don't relate to the church today. Or perhaps they question their faith, and when they don't get the proper or right answers, they fell away. Or maybe faith is just not meaningful or relevant to them, and more other important priorities take over. And maybe their faith was forced on them. Maybe they never really took ownership of it for themselves. Or maybe they just never experienced the love of Jesus in their lives because they never really knew him. There are many possible answers to the question, why? If we consider the words of St. Paul in our second reading, can we, through word or deed, help our family and friends to become engaged or re-engaged in their faith? One thing is for certain. We need to do it with compassion, humility, kindness, meekness, and patience. 
and above all, clothe ourselves with love and thankfulness. Through deed can we show by example and love. With word can we invite and encourage. Can we give them a sense that they are missing something by not living out their faith? Or can we perhaps give them a different reality that they've not experienced in the past? And we must not forget about the Holy Spirit. It is not our work, but the work of God, that will bring our brothers and sisters into relationship with Jesus. Evangelizing, particularly family and friends, is not easy. Even Jesus, after working miracles, was rejected by the very people who knew him. From Matthew 13, we read that he came to his own hometown and began to teach. And they were astounded, saying, Where did this man get this wisdom and deeds of power? Is this not the carpenter's son? Is this not the son of Mary? And they took offense at him. We also need to remember that it's nothing personal if our invitation is not accepted. We are not being rejected. For whatever reason, the time is just not right for them. But it is important that we never stop inviting, never stop loving. We always need to extend God's love and the opportunity to receive his free gift, as Father Simon explained last weekend. If the gift remains unopened under the tree, we need to accept that as a possible outcome, that that's where that person is at that particular moment. But we must never stop doing our part of loving and inviting through word and deed. And we must never stop praying for the Holy Spirit to move within them. Ezekiel 36 says, The Lord your God, a new heart I will give you, a new spirit I will put within you. I will remove from your body the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. How do we equip ourselves if we are to evangelize and invite others to experience and live out their faith? Here are a few tools that I use, perhaps you might consider. How to Share Your Faith with Anyone is a book by Terry Barber. Terry talks about the Ten Commandments of Evangelization, the do's and don'ts of how to share your own personal testimony, and the power of prayer. What Catholics really believe is a good book, particularly if you have someone who has misconceptions about what we believe and why we believe it. Typical stumbling blocks for people centered around the Mass, the Pope, and the sacraments. So if someone has stopped coming to church because of a misunderstanding, you might be able to help them with food for thought through a quick answer you'll find in this book. Carl Keating organizes the common 52 hang-ups that people have about the church. And finally, Trent Horn's book, from Catholic, he's from Catholic Answers, he just published a book called Why We Are Catholic. This book may help those who question, have larger questions about Christianity, but maybe particularly with a Catholic slant. Now these three books, <clears throat> here's what Catholics really believe, um, are all available through online booksellers. They're easy to read. 
And they're under 200 pages, so you can pretty much read them in a morning or an afternoon. And they are all under $20. Also likely available at Veritas. Now I have two copies of each book, if someone would like to borrow them from me. But you might want to buy your own. I also have two suggestions on podcasts, because I find them very useful for teaching tools. First one is The Church We Want to Be, which is a podcast that's done here through our communications team, and Kate Robinson and her group, and Matt Bond, who's in our choir this morning and our band, is the host. It's informative and gives us an up-to-date perspective on what's going on here at St. Benedict. And the second one is Catholic Answers Live. It's a two-hour podcast that's done every day, so you don't necessarily have to listen to it the same day. You download it onto your library and listen to it when you have time. It's two hours, but I skip through the commercials, and it's usually about an hour and a half. But I find it very helpful if I'm out for a walk or if I'm doing any housework or whatever. It's when I tend to listen to it. I highly recommend both of these podcasts. You can download them from the App Store if you're a Mac user or from Google Play if you're an Android user. Now, Stephen Covey wrote a book. Uh, He's a very well-respected American educator and author. Thirty years ago, he wrote The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And Patty and I were married 23 years ago yesterday. This very book I gave to the groomsmen in my wedding party. The seventh, number seven on the list of habits is sharpen the saw. It, It talks about how we should never stop learning. And if we have people in our families and friends who we need to evangelize, maybe we need to tool ourselves differently and learn tips and tricks to to help hone our skills. If we are to live out the mission of Jesus Christ and make disciples, we need the help of the Holy Spirit and the right deed or word for the message. Can we learn something today that we didn't know yesterday? particularly when it comes to our faith. And be it from a show like The Kids Say the Darndest Thing, from a book or a podcast. I'll leave you with this, because I did not know this yesterday. I learned from a four-year-old boy that God's name is Harold. Who knew that God's name was Harold? To prove it, he recited the Our Father. He said, Our Father, who does art in heaven, Harold is his name. Thanks for listening. If you want to see the video version of the homily, please go to our website, saintbenedict.ca, S-A-I-N-T, benedict.ca, and then follow the link to our live stream.